Welcome to the Investor Download, the podcast about the themes driving markets and the economy now and in the future. I'm your host, David Brett. Hello, everyone. Uh, This show was originally scheduled for a few weeks back, but given what's been happening uh, in the US with the banking crisis and the potential fallout, uh, this got superseded by news events. This is an episode which is the second in our series on short selling. A few weeks back, we spoke to Carson Block of Muddy Waters the short seller activist uh, fund manager. What we didn't cover in that episode was what is short selling all about? So I spoke to one of my colleagues, Andrew Janine, and he's going to take us through everything you've ever wanted to know about short selling. I hope you enjoy it. It gives a little bit of background to what a short seller does. Our next show on short selling will drop shortly. It's with Bethany McLean, who uncovered the scandal at Enron. But in the meantime, please enjoy this conversation that I had with Andrew Janine. Enjoy the show. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, you're listening to the Investor Download. Uh, so, Andrew, what do we mean when we talk about short selling? Well, short selling, uh, perhaps rather intuitively, as it says in the name, is the opposite of going long an investment. The vast majority of investors will typically invest in an asset with the view it will create uh, income or it will create capital gains and through time um, you go up in value and increase your wealth. However, a short selling is taking the opposite view, taking the view that an asset could be a security like a common share in a company or a debt instrument, a commodity, FX, multiple assets, one can take the view, I think the price will go down and they may have various reasons to believe that. But ultimately, uh, by taking a short position on an asset, you profit and make money by its decline in price. Um, And so we could talk about some of the mechanics uh, around short selling. Um, In particular, if I use an example, if a stock is trading at $10 and you know, you have long-term investors in that company, like a pension fund. Um, they may be incentivized through a stock lending program to lend out their stock because they have no interest to sell it tomorrow. Um, and then on the other side of that trade, maybe someone who wants to t- express a short view on that company because they believe the price is going to go down. So they borrow the stock at $10, they immediately sell it into the market. And then they wait uh, with the view that it's going to go down in price. And if, for example, it falls to $9 or $8, they're able to buy that stock back and then return it to the person they've borrowed it from, and they make that difference in price. And so if it was $10 and they uh, bought it back at 8 then that is a $2 profit. And then there's the cost of financing, which would be a small uh, cost that they would pay. And so their profit would be $2 less any sort of financing costs. That's typically how uh, short selling works, David. Okay, so just confirm on that one, the people that are borrowing the stock would have to pay the people they're borrowing off to borrow that stock before they give it back. Yes, that's correct. That's the, the financing fee. Uh, and typically that uh, cost of borrow, if I can call it that, represents current interest rates, cost of capital, and also um, you know, how liquid that stock is or how, how, how many sort of uh, participants are shorting that stock at the time. Uh, and so the, the financing rates will vary, but ultimately you will um, pay a, a financing cost to short a stock. 
Oh, great. So it's another way of a company that holds a lot of shares, making a little bit of money for stocks just sitting on their account and not going anywhere for a long time. Yes, that's correct. Get in touch with us by email at shorterspodcasts at shorters.com or visit our website, shorters.com forward slash investor download. Okay, so there must be pros and cons to shorting stock. Can we start with the pros first? Yes, well, you know, over the years, short selling has had its um, share of attention and and controversy. Uh, and I think it's important to say that there are, like you say, a number of pros and cons. And in fact, um, you know, short selling has existed for a very long time. It is common practice and it plays a healthy role in the proper functioning of financial markets. So what are some of the pros? Uh, the pros are it improves liquidity um, because you have more participation. Uh, if you only were able to express a positive view on a company by owning its shares, and if you had a negative view, your only way of expressing that was to not hold the shares, uh, then you know that reduces participation. However, if uh, people have the view, as I mentioned before, a stock price may go down and they're willing to short sell that, first they have to, to borrow it from someone, sell it into the market, and then buy it back. That creates more participation. Uh, it also improves, improves price discovery. It helps investors uh, discover what the right price is when investing in shares. And short selling over the years has definitely helped expose frauds and corruption. Um, you know, it helps prevent asset price bubbles uh, and creates a stronger and more stable market. And if you look, uh, if you have long investments, um, you know, it enables you to also hedge those. And so. Um, short selling is not just taking a view that a company is weak and will fail. Uh, it could be that a company, um, you know, has a shorter term um, disadvantage relative to uh, similar companies. Uh, it could be that, you know, you have a positive view on one airline and it's taking market share from another. Um, you don't think the other airline is going to go bust, but you think that one will do better than the others. And so you have things like pair trades where, you hope that the you know, company A will outperform company B, so it's not necessarily an outright view a company will fail. So there's lots of different ways in which people will express short views. Some of the cons, um, short selling, as I mentioned, can be viewed as quite controversial at times. Um, you know, you are betting that a company is not going to do well, that share price is going to go down, and that you know can create uh, concerns, obviously for employees or customers around you know the viability of that company. So it sort of raises awareness. Um, you know, it's actually very difficult to do successfully through time. Um, markets generally grind higher, and when they fall, they can fall quite rapid. And so the element of timing when to put on a short position and sizing that short position is, is a real challenge. So your, your upside on the short side is limited. Um, your downside is unlimited. And so the stock price could go to zero and that's your best case scenario, but generally they don't go to zero because the business has assets that are worth something and they go into sort of restructuring or, or distress. But you're, you're absolutely right. The uh, downside as a short seller is unlimited theoretically. And, um, you know, if you're investing in companies and, we've, you know, Tesla's a great example, there's been a number of famous short sellers involved in a business like Tesla, which, you know, has been, again, from a timing perspective, periods where the short sellers have done well, but periods where they've lost a lot of money. And so, um, you know, uh, thinking about your asymmetric risk uh, reward profile there, where your max gain is 100 and your max loss is unlimited, 
uh, and you're kind of fighting the tide of the market, which is generally companies you know, go up through time and stock markets go up through time. So from a risk management perspective, it is incredibly important to, to manage sizing and timing well. And, uh, you know, very few successful short sellers through time. It's uh, very much an art as well as a science. And the famous investor, Benjamin Graham, um, stated that short selling is a test not only of one's courage and stamina, uh, but also the depth of one's pocketbook, because the principles sound its successful application is not impossible, but it is distinctly not an easy art to master. Um, and then another risk just to highlight with short selling, uh, which we have seen through time is short squeezes. If a stock is thinly traded, um, you know there could be situations where uh, investors are buying that stock, driving that price up. And if you're, you're short selling and you have a stop loss, you don't want to lose more than say 10% or 20%, Sometimes you get what's known as a short squeeze, where there's sort of technical buying of a stock that takes it through, that takes it up 20 or 30% in price. So the company's business is not necessarily changed or any better, but through market participation, short sellers are being squeezed and that creates uh, you know, the need to close out those positions. So lots to think about, um, lots of pros, lots of cons. And you know, before anyone uh, is uh, tempted to seek out an investment strategy involves short selling, they should absolutely consider all the pros and cons and, and seek professional advice. Okay, so with that in mind, where and when might it be best used? So, you know, I would say that uh, when people talk about short selling, they, they tend to think about hedge funds. Um, and it's important to note that not all hedge funds are the same. By design, some hedge funds are high risk, take very concentrated positions, lots of leverage potentially, looking to outperform the market, sort of return enhancers as, as we would call them. Um, but contrary to popular belief, there are also many hedge funds and perhaps um, the, the great balance that are trying to manage and hedge various risks uh, through the act of short selling. So very much a risk management strategy um, so some strategies may be structurally short, so short buyer strategies, very few successful short buyer strategies through time, especially through the last decade when markets have ground significantly higher prior to last year. Um, and so, you know, some strategies play the role of a tail hedge and, you know, are specifically trying to uh, do well in a market meltdown. Um, and so they're sort of sized in a client's portfolio to be the sort of cushion or the sort of rainy day performer. Uh, trend followers, by way of example, are a hedge fund strategy that are owned by lots of institutions. Uh, last year up you know, over 20%, and uh, 2008, many up around 40%. So, you know, these sorts of strategies exist uh, and they profit in falling markets through actively going short. Um, and so, so that's kind of um, you know when they may be used. Uh, I mean, more more often than not, as I say, short selling is part of an arbitrage or a risk management or a hedging tool that enables uh, long short managers to keep their conviction on their longs, but reduce the volatility by having a short book, uh, which can protect against losses. Uh, when the stock markets fall. And so very simplistically, if you were 100% long uh, a basket of stocks and you had uh, a short uh, portfolio that was around 50% of your total gross assets, let's say $100 long, $50 short, your net exposure is 50. And so 
um, you know, that can create a position where if the markets fall, your shorts do very well and, and you know, protect some of the losses on your long. So so I just want to clarify that point, David, that uh, short selling is not just about, you know, going out and betting that the world is going to end or that companies' share prices go to zero. It is very much common practice and in, in particular a great tool from a risk management perspective. Yeah, I was going to say, so, I mean, for – uh, people that hold pensions with asset managers, are they likely to use short positions to manage their funds? Uh, it's quite possible. Um, it's quite possible that they outsource that to specialist managers. Um, but, you know, a number of very large pension funds will also have in-house teams that uh, do those investments themselves. And that could be you know, hedging overall um, their overall book. Uh, or it could be, you know, hedging specific assets within their book. So it does really depend um, on whether that's sort of done in-house or, or outsourced. I think the key thing is to understand your overall risk profile um, and, you know, how to sort of best manage those risks through time. And how likely are they to be used by asset managers? So interestingly, uh, you know, short selling, as I mentioned, is common practice uh, and widespread. And today, you know, the hedge fund industry is over $4 trillion in size. Uh, there's more than 8,000 hedge funds out there, um, and most of which will actively short. In the past, hedge fund strategies are run by specialist managers within boutique firms. But today, the growth in the industry over the last several decades, and in particular, the democratization of hedge funds via the advent of liquid alternatives over the past decade, uh, there's now over $700 billion of that $4 trillion, uh, which is in alternative mutual funds available to retail investors. And much of those assets, uh, more than a 1,000 funds, are managed by well-known global diversified asset managers. So it has become more mainstream. Um, and this is a very sizable and mature industry. It's relatively easy now for investors to participate, uh, either via ex experienced investment professionals uh, or even through retail brokerage accounts, which uh, which may offer investors um, various tools to, to express uh, short selling views as well. And just for final question, so we were talking earlier about some of the cons and you mentioned that short selling can be viewed by some as controversial because you're betting it against the company. So just got a question around ethics of short selling. What are the ethics? It's a great question, David. I would say that in some circles, short selling has a bad reputation uh, and the regulators very much are focused on um, you know, the uh, behaviour of short sellers and whether that's viewed to be seeking to manipulate stock prices. Um, so I think the sort of motivation and the way in which information is um, shared and, and views are expressed is, is very important. Um, but ultimately, whilst some short sellers, and, and this could be said for investors on the long side as well, um, have been you know, run specific campaigns and in some cases questions over them being ethical or not, um, the, the act of short selling itself is not unethical. Uh, and as mentioned above, it can bring about significant benefits both to uh, investment performance and in, in particular to standards of corporate governance. Uh, so from an ESG standpoint, investors are able to express their views on companies that are lagging in terms of their transition to a more sustainable future. Uh, they could do that by exclusions. And obviously, there's lots of examples of that. Um, but, you know, going one step further, they can also express their views via short selling if they believe that the company, um, you know, is a laggard within its uh, space 
Um, or indeed, uh, what we see now as well is certain investors go along those companies that are lag- you know, laggards, um, putting in place new policies and pre- procedures and influencing from inside the boardroom. So there's a whole range of ways in which investors can uh, express their views on ESG, uh, exclusions, uh, going along and, and helping the transition or expressing a short view as well. So it really does depend on the mandate of the investor. Well, that was the show. We very much hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more, check out our website, schroders.com forward slash the investor download. You can also get in contact with us about anything in the show or ideas for future shows at Schroders Podcast at schroders.com. Please remember to subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review. We're now doing one show a week, which will be available every Thursday from 5pm UK time. Thanks very much for listening, but above all, keep safe and go well. Cheers. The value of investments and the income from them may go down as well as up. Investors may not get back the amounts originally invested. Past performance is not a guide to future performance. The information is not an offer, solicitation or recommendation of any funds, services or products or to adopt any investment strategy. 